Michelle, girl. Hi, honey. I love this outfit. This is so cute. You've got shoulder pads. Is that Kiana, the fabric you're wearing? Um, Remember Kiana? Yeah. You're too young. But no, 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 no. But it, I don't know how to answer that, like yeah. if it is. But here's the story about this dress. Yeah. Sometimes I have a problem with shopping. Oh, I'm just going to, Wait, you know, what? My name's Michelle Visage uh-huh. and I'm a shopaholic. Yes, I know that. But the problem is with me, I just popped that pee hard. You certainly did. Did you get it over oh, there? pee popping Bitch, I am a pee popper. <laughs> I'm a shopaholic. Uh-huh. And the thing is, when I go on eBay sometimes, you know, I get- You still, people still go on eBay? I've been with eBay since 96, bitch. I'm a ride or die. Ooh. You know how I roll. Sometimes I go to Etsy, but mostly eBay, yeah, right? Yeah. And what I do is I'll Google, you know, I'll put in certain things. Mm-hmm. So I went on a vintage 80s thing recently. I was just in the mood for vintage 80s clothing. I started yeah. thinking about my old job at the merry-go-round store. Yeah, yeah. And I found this dress, which is, it's 80s. I love the shoulder pads are brilliant. Like I was kind of looking for 70s disco, but I ended up with 80s disco. Yeah. And yeah, it's shoulder pads. It's got a crossover with the little, you yeah, know. Uh-huh. The little applique thing. Little applique with a ruching or like yeah, and it's so brilliant. flattering. It is. And I was talking to my daughters about this. And you can you can back me up and and I don't know if we've touched on this before, and I think we have, but I was talking about how the 80s were so iconic mm-hmm. fashion-wise. When we were in it, we really didn't think about it. Remember, people wore water bottles as an accessory, yes. the Evian bottles, yeah, yeah, yeah. scrunchy socks, the Reebok high tops, guest mm-hmm. jeans. The neon, the, the, the day-glow stuff. Everything yeah. was iconic. And what then those little hats? Capri? Capri the it, ones that look like painter hats? No, they were, what was, and it had some Italian liqueur. I see a, I see a Midori? C, C-I-P... Cipriani? Yes. 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 Those two people would wear from A Street. There was a store called Pippo, I think, and they Uh used to wear those big outfits. Uh Everything was iconic from the 80s. And then the 90s had some, you know, because it was on the tail end of the 80s, it had its moments. And the TLC and all these groups came out. So it had some moments of, and then we started getting into the grunge movement, Right. right? Nirvana came out. What was that like? That's 2000s? 90, no, no, or no. Late, or was it the 90s? 94. Okay, yeah. so mid-90s. And then the O's came. And in the O's, fashion stopped. Mm, mm. And I don't think we've had a movement since then. Because mm-hmm. you can't really call what That's we're, what you call constipation. That's, and we need some laxatives. Yes, yeah. And my daughters were like, I wish it was, you know, where we can look back and go, I wish it was the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. They're looking back going, I wish it was that. Like they haven't, they have no inspiration. Right. Right. But it's interesting how we lived through an iconic movement. But now, all the clothes that I had that I wish I kept, I'm like rebuying for way more money. Right. You know, uh, people who are at listening to this right now, Michelle and I are in full drag right Full now. drags. I am in full on drag. I'm so proud of you. We are on a break from taping the show right now. Yes. So that's why we're talking. That's why I'm commenting on her dress. And also, I want to bring up the fact that we have some special guests. Yes. Later in the show, we have Titus Burgess on the show. He's and back we to also play. have Shay Mitchell, who is from Pretty Little Liars, which is a show I was obsessed with. She is a gorgeous guest. Stunning. Like I want to hit her so yeah, stunning. Yeah, yeah, you should. You I should. should. Want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll do it. I dare you. Okay. Now, um, I've never been on eBay because I can't- What? Wait, de- what? Yeah. Oh. What? I'm, I this keep, is the first time I'm hearing this. I've never been on eBay because I- I have known you for nearly 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I've never been on eBay. Why? Because, you know, it took me years to even go into a vintage store because I just couldn't deal with all of the stuff. I My brain couldn't assimilate all of the stuff. Stuff. So and could you never you, do like a Goodwill or anything? Oh, I would go into a Goodwill. No, no, no. I never. 
I've, I've looked in one before. I've never bought anything in there. What I end up too doing, overwhelming? It's too overwhelming. You know, uh, in 1908, I would go into Crossroads here in Hollywood. Still my favorite store here. Because during the economic crash, people from the hills were taking all their clothes down to this one West Hollywood Crossroads. And selling and them. And selling them. So I got a bunch of stuff there. But that's the only time I've ever bought. And of course, CDs, which is different. You know, that's the only time I've bought secondhand things. But I would buy, used to buy CDs. I was going to say, because you could sit in, I've seen you firsthand in music stores for hours. Sure, yeah. But I can do that with vintage stuff. And now my daughters are the same way. And I am like that specifically with vintage eyewear. You just have to go through so much stuff. You do, but the treasures that are waiting, it is literally... You know, there's addiction comes in different forms. Oh, hello. You, you, who you think you're talking exactly. to? Exactly. So I'll replace one addiction with another. And I know that's really unhealthy. I could stop at any time. I swear I could stop at any time. <laughs> but the thrill, the I would love to have some kind of like an EKG or something on my body when I find a deal. Uh-huh. Because I feel like I'm getting away with something that they don't know. And they don't know. Like, so I bought these this pair of vintage Nina Ricci sunglasses that are blinged all the way around. I'm going to take them and be turned into prescription. But uh-huh. the point is... The lady was advertising. I saw that one person was selling them for $999, which they'll never, ever get, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. This woman was selling them for 60 or best offer. I offered 30 She took the offer. Uh-oh. She sends them to me and says, oh my God, I see you live in California. This would be a great prop. Uh-huh. Now I'm thinking, bitch, you don't know what you had. This ain't no prop. Yeah. This is vintage hundreds of dollars. They really, were really. Hun- you cannot get them. And you don't feel them. guilty about taking her to the- Guilty? <laughs> guilty? <laughs> Honey, she, it's not my fault. And she wants to get rid of them. So that's $30 a score sure. for her. Yeah. $30 more than she had before. So it's worth it. I'll say, there at night for hours and look up all these names of vintage eyewear, vintage clothing, and my daughters are into it too. So yeah. it ends up working out. Yeah. Um, so okay. So you know, uh, do they, they still have these companies that sell that will you give your clothes to them and they'll sell them for That's you? That's called on a eBay? consignment store. Uh-huh. And and if you do it on eBay, yes, those companies still exist where you give them say ten percent of the cut. And they'll list them and sell them for you and they'll yeah. take care of everything and yeah. they'll price them. I don't like that because I'm going to price them differently than somebody else would. But for somebody who has a mass of stuff and they're, they don't give a shit because it is time consuming because mm-hmm. I do sell as well. Um, that's a good thing for you. You know, you were talking about having an EKG on your body when you find a deal so that somehow there could be a meter. There to, is. To what? Yeah. What, I've seen that look in your eye. In fact, I saw it last week. We're, we're filming out on, on location and... Uh, it's not, not. Are we on location? No. It, we don't tell them where we are, Correct. but we are in a place, right? A remote place. A remote place. Yes. So I saw that look in your eye when you told me about that maple bacon last week. Correct. Was that this week or last? week? That was week? last week. Okay. Um, Which le- I had that on my list to talk about. Okay. Well, because because it's funny because you and I have spent a lot of time together, and I've seen that look on your face. <laughs> When you get around certain food oh, items. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Addiction. And, and see what happened. I went to go say hi to you. And then all of a sudden, I saw in the corner of my eye that we have a kitchen here. Yes. Right? Which yes. I've never been to. Yeah. So I went in there and said, oh, la, 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 la. Oh, look at what's that. What's that? Make a bacon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you came No, no, no. And- you said, what's that? Bacon. I said, hold on a minute. <laughs> That's not just bacon. That's maple bacon. Which I'd never heard and of before. And you said, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I said, What? <laughs> You never had maple bacon. Never ba- had maple bacon before. And I was not going to have any either. I was not going to have any. Someone else walked in. Hector. 
Hector walked in with a plate. He was going to put some eggs and some stuff, and you had the thongs in your hand. No, those were my fingernails. And, and oh, you, no, you're right, the thongs. The thongs in your hand, and you said, Hector. Are they thongs? No, they're tongs. Tongs. Yeah. Uh, 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 here, Hector. Let me get it for you. you. Let me get you some maple bacon. <laughs> and when I saw the, look in, my the look in your eyes, I know that look on you. <laughs> you don't need an EKG. No. I know that look when you become, because you you didn't eat the maple bacon. No, I can't eat it. You I can't eat the no, maple right, bacon. Right, 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 right. But you had that look and I said, uh-oh, you know this, how- is, this is something really <laughs> special. <laughs> And was it? it uh, a, so when I saw the look, I said, girl, here, give me a plate. Oh, you did, give me a plate. You did. I have got to taste this. And what did you do when you put be, it in your mouth? Because uh, let me just say, okay. if you guys could see the look in Michelle Visage's <laughs> eyes when she had them tongs on that bacon and when like, she put she put them onto <laughs> Hector's plate, I knew this is something I have to have. <laughs> I swear and to tell you. me, tell me, was it? Girl. Tell me all it about it. gave me Everything I ever wanted in my whole entire life. Now, I would never lie to you of all people. I don't lie anyway, but let me tell you something. When I was growing up, I ha- this is how it happened. Okay. This is how maple bacon happened. Okay. 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 Now you can get it on maple donuts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. After school. No. So in the morning, my mother, Arlene, rest in peace, yeah. would, would make breakfast every morning. Uh-huh. Waffles, pancakes, bacon, the lot uh-huh. every morning. Uh-huh. And one day- my bacon crept into my pancake Ooh. maple syrup. And I was like, no. My mother's like, eat it because I'm not making you more. And I was yeah. like, ew, but it got on. You know, I don't like my food touching. Yeah, yeah, me. I don't like that either. Right. Yeah. So I tasted it because I had no choice. And mm-hmm. literally, I was like, I don't want it. Like, what? Like, horns grew out of my head. And I looked at my mother and I was like, she literally was like, what's wrong? And I said, that is... <laughs> Uh, I've never had anything so good in my life. Every day after school, every day after school, my hand to God, I would eat a pound of bacon with maple syrup. And when I would get punished, hand to God, Arlene's punishment was no bacon after school. No maple maple bacon and no general hospital. Those were two punishments. Oh my goodness. That's what maple bacon did to me. So much so that it was like an everyday. Okay. So that's why, that's where the addiction comes in. That's where, that's the look I saw in your eye. Had to stop myself, yeah. That's the look. And it's connected to my mother. Sure. So all of it was like, like it's a frenzy. You see the frenzy, right? No, no, listen, I I, I wasn't, you know, your eyes were slightly crossed. Yes, yes, yeah, for sure. They were slightly. It was like Manila Luzon. Yeah, they were slightly crossed. Yes, with her white eyeliner. And I knew that that was something I needed to try. Let me just tell you. Okay, the bacon was crispy. Sidebar: uh-huh. If it's not crispy, don't get it don't in front get of it. me. Don't get it. Yeah, my daughter yeah. likes a floppy. Oh, no, who no, likes no. floppy bacon? I don't know. Floppy bacon. What the fuck is fla- flaccid bacon? No, who wants anything? Fla- you, what? I want that shit to break. It better break. Break. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go. Uh, like electric boogaloo breakdancing yeah. too. I'm in it. You know. So okay. So it was salty and crispy. Then the maple. Was on it. And girl, it was sweet and savory and yes. crispy. It yes. was everything yes. I ever tell them, wanted. Tell them. I have been talking about maple bacon since <laughs> last week. Now, how you make it is you don't put it in a frying pan. You put it on a baking sheet. You turn the oven up to 400 degrees. Do you fry the bacon first? No. You put it in floppy, raw, into mm-hmm. on a baking sheet into mm-hmm. the oven mm-hmm. 400 degrees 18 minutes when it's about you you can no no maple in the beginning no you, maple. you let it cook 
three quarters of the way through, mm-hmm. eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you go in and drizzle your maple syrup on oh. and stick it back in until it gets crispy. Oh my goodness. Or you can just cook it and then dunk it. Or dunk it. Or right. you can throw some brown sugar on there when it's baked. No, I like the way they did this at craft services here because it looked like they had crispied it up. It was and then they put some maple crispy. and then the maple wasn't runny. It was No, it was baked in. It was baked in. That's why you have to put it in a few minutes before it ends, three, four, five minutes even, so it'll cook in yeah. and crisp it in. You know, I had never heard of maple bacon that before. Really surprises me. That no, I, you know, I'm not really a foodie. No, but if you go into a donut, I know you like a donut now I and then. I do. You, you see the donut, the maple bars with bacon on them. I've read about that. Yeah. I've never seen them and I've never- But I now try you to, get it. I try to stay away from the do- yep. donut places. Amen. Because Amen. it's just- it, It's I, a gluten disaster. It's a gluten disaster, but not only that, but you know, when I- I'm not a foodie, but when I do find something that um, that is rocking my world, I, I tend to get that Overdo look it, yeah. in your eyes. Get the visage eyes. They get the visage <laughs> eyes. And it turns me into a freak. Yeah, this but it was made me so happy because what you experienced, and I saw you experience, yeah. it made me happy because it's that's what I feel when I used to eat maple bacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not, it was love. Uh huh. It was the sabotage because you only had a little piece. Yeah, I, you know, I actually had two pieces. Yeah, but they were little. Well, you know, they weren't like. You know, yeah. Well, you know, Theron brought me uh, uh, this week. He said he brought me a plate into the dressing room. He said, "Yeah, I thought you might want to have some of this." He, first of all, he's a feeder. He's a feeder, so, and he's an enabler, and he's also an eater. Yeah, because he waits until the swine is done, and he takes the pita at the bottom of the basket yeah. that the fat was dripping into, and he makes yeah. a sandwich out of it. I know, and I call it a pork fat pita. Oh. Yeah, because that's what they do with the maple. We have to go, but we're going to have our special guest coming up right okay, after this okay. break. But that's what they do with the maple bacon is they put pita bread underneath. To soak up the fat. To soak up the fat. Yeah. And that's, Theron goes in and there. And him uh-huh. goes in and eats it. <laughs> so he can't do nothing enabling you. Yes, yes. All right, so we'll be right back with Titus Burgess and Shay Mitchell. Titus Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Squarespace is the place to go where if you need your website made the way you want it done by yourself with no hassles, that's the place you go is Squarespace. It is the easiest thing in the world, Michelle. Yeah, Squarespace has been our friend for a long time. Long time. And we believe in Squarespace. You can make a gorgeous website in minutes using their beautiful templates. They have lots of templates to choose from. And of course, their drag and drop platform. Drag and drop. Yes, bitch. Drag and death (laughs) drop platform. We love it. And so will you. You guys... You've been complaining about having to deal with all these webmasters yeah. and all these things. You don't have to deal with you don't any have to do of that, it. Joe. Not with Squarespace. Uh-uh. When, when you're ready to purchase that plan, get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU. You know, Beachbody On Demand is a fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of really, really great personal needs to get yourself into shape i'm talking um, meal plans uh different uh types of fitness and they got yoga on there it's all there michelle they've got everything there and let me tell you i've spent hundreds on these programs i'm gonna yeah. just put that out there mm. i spent hundreds on p90x insanity uh the shanti the t25 oh yeah i love them all those things I spend hundreds on for those programs because you get the whole programs. But guess what? With Beachbody On Demand, it ain't hundreds. You get them all. All of them. Yes. For you at the same time. And they have things that you can use for nutrition and meal planning, meal prep, all those things. Because listen, at the end of the day, it's 2018. Everybody's resolution every year. Even the 
people that are most in shape say, I yeah. want to get in better shape. Yeah. Beachbody On Demand is how you can do it and it travels with you. So if you're always giving the excuse of, oh, workouts are boring or yeah. I don't have time to work out, not with this, honey. That's right, baby. You do it when you want to do it. It's on demand. You don't need to go to a gym. You don't need to schedule a class because you have the classes on your tablet, your smartphone, your web-enabled TV, your computer, whatever it is. Workouts range from cardio to weight training, yoga, low impact, even those Zumba dance ones. Oh, I There's, love that. They're so fun. There's over 600 different workouts. I don't really love the dance ones. They're not my thing. My <laughs> thing is like the P90X. I like to work hard. Yeah. I even love like the vinyasa flow, the um, oh, yeah. Ashtanga flow yoga, uh-huh. mm-hmm. where you build up a sweat instead of just relaxing and yeah. doing poses. 600 different workouts on there. If you need help finding a workout style to match your interests and goals, you will find something on Beach Body On Demand. It's awesome. Give this service a try. You need to. It's going to change your life, your mind, your body. Right now, our listeners can get a free trial membership when you text RU to 303030. That's right. Grab your phone and text RU to 303030. You're going to get full access to this entire platform for free. All of the workouts, all of the nutrition, all of the information for free. Just text RU to 303030. It's Beach Body On Demand and get your beach body now. We are here with our special guest, Titus Burgess. You are back with us again. Yes. You love us that much. I you do love, love you, bitches. Yeah, now, you you were you and Michelle was talking about um, you directing her show. What was you going to call her show? I'm Still Bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Still Bleeding. Yes. What's, gung, gung. what's that a takeoff on? What show? Uh, I'm Still Hurting from last five years. Jason Robert Brown wrote it. Yeah. The okay. last five years with Anna Kendrick. She was in a movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did not do well at all. Um, but Jason Robert Brown is is a prolific Broadway writer. Yeah, He's yeah. got many, many shows. And he wrote the music in that, which I happen to love the last it's five years. So, it was my first Broadway show that I ever saw. Shut up. Yeah. And I didn't realize uh, at the time that uh, in New York, or you, the conductors and the monitors. So I'm watching like half the show and then like half the show watching uh, Jason conduct the thing. So I didn't really see half of what was going he on. He conducted it too. Yeah. He wow. did. Yeah. It was really lovely. So now, okay. Work. It was a movie starring Anna Kendricks. Yes. Called the first five years. No, the last, last five, five years. years. Oh, the last five. <laughs> the last years. five. You the first five. Years, <laughs> that's a whole that's different. That's a whole story. different. Story. Yeah. And yeah. and Jordan Jordan Jeremy Jordan. Yes, from Glee. I mean, I yeah. know him from Glee. Yeah, yeah. He's the same. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now you you and Michelle together with this whole Broadway. <laughs> Nothing like you thing. two, but <laughs> no, no. This whole Broadway thing. Listen, I came out as people know about a year ago as a theater queen, but I am at no. Le- I'm not at the level that you guys are with. Oh, so-and-so wrote. Oh, you know, so-and-so starred in it. I oh, mean, and this one and that one and that one. I see this one and I can't help it. We jump into show mode. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is? Here's what it is. Uh. If somebody sat down and wanted to talk to you about... Pop music? Yes, or Diana Ross. Okay. You can totally go to places where sure. I sit there with eyes glazed over like Little Orphan Annie with no pupils. Uh-huh. When somebody sits down to me, and I don't know an eighth of what, say, Bruce Valanche knows, right? Okay. You sit down and talk to somebody who has the passion. Like, I have such a passion for musicals. It's all I listen to, as you know. Yeah. It's, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. So I know Titus is as well. There's other people in my life that are as well. So when I meet somebody that I connect with on that level... We get as as excited oh, as each ridiculous. other. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you want you listen to musicals, Michelle, on Sirius Radio. I listen to Seth Rudetsky on Siri on mm-hmm. Sirius. Are there more than one no. radio? It's just the no. Seth Rudetsky. It's just he's the main person, but there's other good people on the channel. Uh 
But what Christine number Petty, is it? What channel I don't know. It changes all the time. Oh, Last time it was like Broadway seventy two, and I, I'm not sure if it's well, still Sinatra is seventy one. See, I think it it might be still seventy two or seventy three. Yeah, it might have changed. I don't know. But I my I have all the cast recordings oh. on my phone. Right, like oh, right. weird stuff, and I find more as I scroll and learn. Especially like I'll Google Patty or Bernadette, and I'll download shows like Women on the on the Verge. verge. Of nervous and, breakdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- like these. Did shows, you see that? No, but I, I listen to them for songs that I could sing, Very and good. that's what happens. Like the Apple Tree and show and and um, the other one we were talking about with Patty Lapone today that Baker's, nobody, Baker's, Baker's wife, wife oh, yeah. that Baker's nobody wife. ever knows about or talks about. Yeah. Right. And those are things I download to listen to. So now, Titus, mm-hmm. now obviously you know about all this stuff. At what point were you aware of all of these? Shows? At what point were you able to have this conversation with Michelle Visage? <laughs> How old were you? Like, you know, at what point what? in your evolution were you like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, I'm still here. Oh. oh, for the last five years, the first five years, the second year. Sure, sure, sure. First and last. Um, I think I was one day old. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I knew that shit when I popped out of my mom's cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just my life. Yeah. yeah. And even like, I, I, I even interpret information Musically, not joking. Like if, like I'll be in traffic and I'll hear horns, and then I'm like, yeah. oh my god, they're harmonized. Oh my goodness! You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole, it's like the little things. And so, being a, a child, you, you're from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Being a child, w- when was the first time you found your tribe? When was the first time you could have this conversation with other people? Because clearly, people in Georgia, was, you're from Rome, Georgia, from Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia are not don't have these kind of conversations. No, they don't. Um, I didn't really need to talk to anybody about it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was just like, you know. Have my conversation with Liza on the screen. I'm yes. Like, bitch, you're doing it. You're yeah. doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> what good is sitting alone in your room? Yes! Um, <laughs> life is a cabaret. But um, I guess I sort of, when I was in middle school, uh, we started doing uh, musicals. So that's kind of where I, I found my my people. But even then, though, you know, they're... they're um, Knowledge of theater was so limited. <laughs> so, uh, I was leading people at a very young age. Yes, you were. Now, the role you play on the unsinkable, unbreakable. Now, you're Kimmy. crossing a musical. With yes, a yes, unsinkable Molly Brown. Yes. Uh, the role you play is is uh, that character is a theater queen who lives and breathes theater. Was the yeah. role written for you? Um, it, it was written with me in mind, so I'm told. I don't really know the ins and outs of that story, but because um, I wasn't there when they were writing it. But uh, it, she said that it was inspired by me. So, yes, yeah, 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 because you had done Thirty Rock mm-hmm. at, for several years before. She Tina Fey. Yes, yes, Ch- Tina Fey. Yes, you had done Thirty Rock for mm-hmm. several years before, which I, you know, I live for Thirty Rock. I know. I just read that there may be revival. I don't know. I when heard, the hell they're going to do I that? If they're going to have a place for Defuan. Uh, on uh, there, uh, the, the new know. Thirty Rock. You never know. He needed his own show, but you know. it's yes, so true. It is, it is so so well, true. He's got Rich it. With, with characters. Yes. Yeah. So now on Kimmy Schmidt, you guys are in the fourth season. Now we are uh, going into the fourth season. Going to start filming into out. the fourth season. What have you learned about yourself in the process of doing this character? Oh, um, I here's what I. Can I rearrange your question? Okay, yeah. Um, what I've learned about myself in the process of filming TV shows uh-huh. is that I need to be in charge. So <laughs> I'm going to start pitching my own shows, oh. and I'm going to start show running some shit. 
Um, is this because you feel that there are things you would do with Kimmy Schmidt that you think should be done? Nope. These nope. Are, there, it's because of the wonderful information that I've learned uh, that I've gotten from the fantastic uh, writers and crew members. I just have my own ideas that I'd like to execute. And I don't want to spend the rest of my life executing someone else's ideas. Right. Now, without giving anything away or throwing it away into the universe, why don't you pitch Michelle and I some some shows? You don't have to do your A list. Okay. Why don't you do your B list? of shows that you're, you want to pitch to us. Okay. We're two negative uh, ne- 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 Network execs. Thank you. That's what she said. Yeah. Okay. The first one is called um, Flawedcast. Okay. Flawedcast. Mm. It's a it's a take on a on podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about two people who don't do it very well. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, we gotta sign that because it sounds eerily familiar. <laughs> We don't want somebody else to get that idea. That's so stupid. I'm just kidding. Oh, my goodness. And so you come up with these ideas all the time. You do this television show. How much time in between uh, uh, shooting these seasons of of Kimmy Schmidt do you you have? With the streaming service model, um, you're not beholden to the network. Sure, because you're on uh, Netflix. Yeah, so it, the 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 time in between gets longer and longer and longer. Really? Well, last year, uh, going into season three, Ellie was pregnant, so then that delayed it. This Does year, she know who the father is? I am. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That explains yeah. it. Yeah, let's go be some pretty babies. Yeah. Pretty, but I'm not giving uh, her child support. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, she makes more money. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair oh, enough. Fair enough. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you guys, y'all are so yes, supportive. I understand. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So the, uh, and then this, this year, uh, Tina has Mean Girls, uh, the musical. That's what? It's a broad, uh, broad what? Is this the first that anybody's hearing about this? Was this reported? It, no, it's, it's, it was reported. I saw the workshop. You, yeah. You, oh, you saw How the is workshop. It? Y'all, this shit looks so good. Who is wrote it? the songs? Who wrote the songs? Jeff writes everything. Jeff? Jeff? Jeff Richmond is his name. Oh, it's not right, Robert right. Carlock. No, Robert Carlock is her, her writing partner. Uh huh. Right? Jeff is her life can, partner. Her, her husband, and he's oh, her he husband. Her man. Uh huh. Um, and he writes all the music for, for 30 Rock and Mean Girl, or excuse me, and uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, and so she he wrote, wrote the, the book? She wrote the book. Oh, so he wrote that song at the beginning? Unbreakable. Uh huh. He you wrote that? that? Yeah. What's his name? Jeff who? Richmond. Jeff Richmond. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. Yeah, and he is. Every bit as brilliant as she is. No, oh my come on. God. No, seriously, dude. No way. No, Joe, that man is probably the, the smartest man I've ever met in my lifetime. What? Their yeah. kids are going to be like... Now, you know I'm a man, right? <gasps> no. <laughs> Don't tell me that. <laughs> what? What? for sight. Zaddy. So, okay, so she was away doing Mean Girls, and the song... You've heard, you've seen the workshop. You've I seen the hit songs. Mm-hmm. You think it's a hit? I know it's a hit. Oh my! So much I couldn't goodness. write a check fast enough to try and invest in this. Oh, oh, I'm so excited! Did, oh, you, did invest? you invest? <gasps> oh! I'm so excited to buy a ticket on Today Ticks. Oh my! Me too. Yeah, Today Ticks is gonna have all that. It's good. I'm wondering, is there a role for you in there? Oh no, I don't want to be in that. Uh-uh. No. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be great. The only role that, that he could be would be the Don Cheadle, wasn't it? Don Cheadle or no? Tim Tim Meadows. Thank you. Tim Meadows. No, the role that I would want would be the mom. Yes. Oh, yes. Amy Poehler? Yes. Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. But y'all, it's so funny. The guy who plays uh, Damien, he is fucking genius. Wow. I don't know his, can't call his name, but he's great. And the, and the girl who plays uh, Regina, uh, just, it's it's so funny and, and it has it has everything you want from the movie and all the things that you need for, for and from a Broadway. One of the best yeah. movies ever written. It's yeah, a great yeah, movie. It's really great. So tell me this. Now, you've, you've experienced the process of someone uh, conceiving a Broadway show. 
workshopping it and then putting it on Broadway and then it closing uh, a few weeks later. But um, that's just a joke. Um, uh, so from beginning to how long does that take? It depends. Because uh, you're working on yours. Yes, yes. We're, we're doing our first 29-hour reading uh, of The Preacher's Wife. 20 who writing reading? It's called a 29-hour equity reading. Yeah. It's where you, you, um, you, you've written the show, and it's now in such a place where you need to hear it out loud mm-hmm. versus just sitting down and reading it mm-hmm. to see if the book is any good, mm-hmm. the music's good, you know, if the actors are good, see what you gotta, you got to change. But depending on who the producer is, depending on what that budget is like, depending on if there's a theater available, depending mm-hmm. on if you're going to fire one of the leads. I mean, there's so many variables that um, causes the timeline to be movable. Sure. Um, By the 29-hour reading, do the principals know this music already, or would you, no, as you, the composer, sit there and sing it? Well, you have the creative team, and, and the music director would be in charge of that. Um, but no, they don't come in knowing the music. You okay. you you learn the music in like a day and, and a half, day or two. Mm-hmm. Then you read the book, and then you and no blocking. You just do no, it. You literally it's like a table read. It's it's kind of like a table read, but with an audience. Yeah. Where does the tw- the term twenty nine hour because reading you come? literally have twenty nine hours under the equity guideline to turn this around. To turn them and 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 so at the end of the twenty nine hours, what happens? You do a, a presentation for the producers and potential investors. Uh huh. Yeah. And you either sell it or you don't. You either sell it or you don't. Got it. Right. Or right. You, you go, you so know. you're in the process of doing that right now. You don't have to tell us the title. You it's the we did the preacher's wife. wife. Oh, it's the preacher's yeah. wife yeah, I, from I the, the movie. The, yeah, yeah. the the uh, bishop's wife. Correct. Well, the preacher's wife. The Whitney Houston movie was based on a Loretta Young film called The Bishop's Wife, That's and right. they changed it to the. Preacher's wife. wife, yes, and you're doing the musical version of it. So, who did you have to buy the rights from? RKO Pictures? Uh, or? No, it was. Um, took me a long time to figure this out. It's, it was uh, part Disney mm-hmm. and part Samuel Goldwyn. because ah. um, I don't want to call this out of pocket. I think Touchstone Pictures was a subsidiary of Disney or Buena right? Vista, yes, or something yes, like that, yes. which I think is no longer, uh-huh. but. The rights reverted back to Disney or whatever, so it's a co, a co-rights thing. So I have to pay sure. two different people and or two did, different entities. Rather. So are you just producing this, or is there a role for you, or are you the preacher's wife? No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I'm taking on a wholly different. Uh, um, What's the word? Roll. Roll. Uh-huh. Um, as composer and lyricist. Um, I'm not going to be in it. Wow. Yeah. I, I aspire to give other people jobs. Well, not only that, but that's talk about longevity in this business. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, people don't really understand that, you know, when you're in front of the camera on stage, usually that's kind of a shorter uh, yeah. span of time. You get to be a, a star in a thing. In your dream world, who would play the lead character who would play the preacher's wife sure um well anoki nani rose is that how you say her name anika nani that's anoki anoki she's busy um i i wrote this role with lettuce in mind really i did but does she act lettuce we'll find out okay she could sing she could sing, sing um but uh she she's at least doing the the first reading okay. um and uh loretta divine who was in the movie oh yes is playing um Marguerite, the mom, uh-huh. and she's just a hoot and it's hysterical, and she sounds fucking amazing. It's, wow! You know, it's, uh, what about I, the angel? Who would play the angel? I, I'm looking. I, I have a wish list. Um, I which is the the, the, the Denzel Washington role? Yeah, um, Denzel. 
Denzel. She, she, I, said I, she said Donzel. <laughs> you know, Kyle, you know how, what kind of people I'm from. Um, I'm not from Rome, Georgia, or Athens, Georgia, but I did come from Georgia at one point. <laughs> you did. I grew Athens with you. I have. Rome. I used to Rome. Yeah. Um, there's a, a guy by the name of uh, Labyrinth. He's a, a pop singer out of the UK. Labyrinth. Mm. This man. Sounds like a ninja warrior. He's so fantastic, and I cannot seem to get in touch with his people or he just maybe doesn't want to do a, mm. a musical but um he's perfect for the role um and the rest of the the wish list yeah, i should probably not say because yeah they, they no, you don't are, want to jinx yeah, it. yeah yeah but um you know we'll we'll have a have auditions you know there, there's the, the stage version will be replete with magic and dudley flies and does oh, all these magical wow. things and stuff wow. so Pestilence. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be lovely. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see how it How much of your time do you spend in Los Angeles and how much time do you spend in New York? Well, this last year, it's been about 40% of, my t- of the year out here and 60% in, a, uh-huh. in New York, um, working on various things, um, kind of learning, finally learned the lay of the land to finally know kind of where I am because I've been oh. Airbnb-ing all over the city. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Um, That'll do it, too. It'll do it. Honey. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, drive? I do drive, but I refuse to drive out here. Okay. Not when you got Uber and Lyft. Sure, exactly. Somebody say it, man. I'm not going to do Right, right. Now, you know, before we go to break, you know, uh, I read a piece in the New York Times about you, uh, you wrote for uh, talking about your mother and oh, being and, ch- and being a parenting your mother. Can you tell me the, the synopsis of, of that story? Sure. It's a monthly column, I think, that they have uh, called The First Time I, and then you sort of... Uh, finish it. Mine mm-hmm. was the first time I became a parent or I can't remember what I titled it, but mm-hmm. it was basically uh following my mother's journey uh as she moved through various stages of grief where my grandmother's passing was concerned. Mm-hmm. And how ultimately to get her or to lure her out of her depression and to get her to seek help. Uh I had to play hardball and threaten, you know, her with um, things that she would need or want from me, which largely was my time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I basically said, you know, I will not come and see you until you do this, this and this and this, because what's going to happen is I'm going to get there and the, the grief will perhaps subside momentarily because I'm there to, Mm -hmm. Take your mind off of it or to give you my shoulder or whatever. But the moment I'm gone, it'll perhaps be even more profound right. than when I came. Right. And I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm not a professional. You can talk to me about this, but um, I you need someone who is who can be objective and who can talk you through what these stages are uh, so you have the tools to grapple with it because when someone else passes that is very close to you, mm-hmm. he's going to compound and compound and compound and mm-hmm. compound. Um, because you've never properly dealt with, um, you know, someone who was perhaps the closest thing to you outside of me. Yeah. And so, and and how did you get these tools? Where'd you learn to do this? Because obviously, you know, if you don't, I mean, you could have very easily pushed her into a deeper hole by doing this, a deeper depression. But where did you learn that this was the technique she needed? Because that's how that doll raised me. Mm-hmm. When you know, when she, when she, when I threw a tantrum or whatever, it was removing things. It was removing concepts. It was the removing of of of, of, of allowance. You know, it was 
some form of taking that the, the threat of not having something that was important to me. Um, I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. So it's like a punishment, you, you know? Yeah. It's like a punishment. Yeah. And it was, um, my, my mother was a single parent for most of my, uh, life. And I watched her, I don't know how I knew enough to process what she was doing to me when she, she was parenting, but it, it worked. And, uh, it was just the first instinct that I had that I thought, this is the only thing I can, I have to think of the most extreme thing to do to her mm-hmm. that would, you know, how, uh, ambush her into moving forward. Yeah. No, I, um, um, how long did she grieve? Because I, obviously she's still everybody, she, she just, my grandmother just, uh, the anniversary was August 7th this week. And my mom called me and I was, I remember I looked at the phone and I, I had this, this is going to sound crazy, but I can tell by how the phone rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. That and is I, her. That is her. Yeah. And I don't mean that I have a ring tongue. Like, no, no, no. I, I, yeah. You are connected to her. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. you trust your, your intuition. Yeah. And I picked up, at, or, or I was upstairs, and I was like, oh, I don't have the energy to talk. But I, something was like, time to go answer the phone. I answered the phone, and <clears throat> from the first syllable of, you know, hello, I knew that there was... Something I was like, no, okay, what mm. could have happened? And my granddad mm. is about to pass away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in a home. They gave him, you know, any day now, but he's he is six months later. So I don't know if he's ever gonna leave the Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's you know whatever. So I was like, well, I don't. He, that that's not what it is. And she's like, I just needed to hear your voice and to talk to you, whatever. And I was like, what's wrong? You know, because my mom is also not the best at expressing expressing herself. herself. She's not. Um, being being vulnerable is not her strong sure. so uh she goes well today's the seventh you know your grandmother's been gone i think it's about 14 years now mm-hmm. and it is still as fresh for me really? as it is for yes uh. um that woman i don't know what spell she has over me but it, it uh, in her um but and we have a very large family she had eight my grandma had eight children nine children but eight inside my granddad's marriage with her. Yes. And uh, my mom is the baby. Um, and I spent a great deal of time with my grandparents uh, when I was younger. And um, it, my mom and my granddad have a, a rocky sure. relationship. Yeah. And that is her father. That is her father. My granddad and I have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. It makes it it makes it so weird. Yeah, because then you have to be the mediator. Yeah, and now that my grandmother is gone, there is no one to parent my mom. Mm-hmm. So being an only child, you your role stretches out. Sure. And you, you become many things. Uh, um, you, you become more than just the, sure. just the child. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually, if you go into my Twitter feed, you'll find the story uh, uh, that um, Titus is, is talking about. It's very poignant and very helpful to people who may be going through the same thing. Well, Titus, our time with you is up. I'm so, you know, I wish we could we could talk forever with yeah, yeah. you. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And you're you always so a joy. You know, you, uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. Unsingable Molly Brown. Uh, yes. yes. On Netflix right now, we're going to keep an eye out for The Preacher's Wife on Broadway. Yes. yes. All right, darling. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. 
Talk space time. Now, I just, I love the concept of therapy. I love, something magical happens when you are able to express yourself with another person. And not only just having them hear it, but hearing yourself say it out loud. Cathartic. Yes. And the thing is about therapy, I think a lot of people think, I don't know this person. I'm not going to be able to open up. But the thing about talk space is it's kind of genius. When you meet somebody face-to-face and you figure out if you jive with them, when you're about to you know, use them as your therapist the whole time, sometimes you know when you see that they're face-to-face, you feel like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The genius behind Talkspace is it's an online therapy company, so you don't have to see them face-to-face. Right. If you want to, you could do the video messaging with them, but it lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app, and that means you can improve your mental health even if you had trouble making time for it in the past. And if you're nervous or whatever, and this is your first foray into therapy, mm-hmm. this is a great place to start. It's brilliant. It's one of the perks of the 21st century, the fact that you get to have that connection with someone who understands what you're going through, someone who can help you guide your life. You know, we all need that. I can tell you, in my life, I've been on the planet for a long time, therapy has been one of the greatest tools I've ever used. Well, Rue, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. I know that... um I talk to my daughter's therapist and stuff like that. Uh It's never quite as easy as it will be with Talkspace, you know? You can get something off your chest whenever you want to, talk about everyday challenges at work, at home, just chat about life. No extra commutes, no leaving the office, no judgments. That's their job to be there for you on your phone or your computer. Always available. Always available. The Talkspace platform is over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. So to match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, Go to Talkspace.com slash Rue. Use the offer code RU to get $30 off your first month. It's Talkspace.com, offer code RU. All right, we've got our other special guest here, Shay Mitchell. Hi, Shay. Hello. Where are you from? I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. Oh, oh did you say the second T? Canada, Toronto. Oh, you said the second T? No, but tea. I do say Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, I love Toronto. I so we get called Toronto. out when we say Toronto. Yeah. Now, Pretty Little Liars, do they shoot in Vancouver? No, we shoot here at Warner Brothers. Oh, my in gosh. Los- here. In, yes, of course. The show is yeah. over. How many seasons did it run? Seven. Seven seasons. Yeah. Were you on from beginning to end? I was. First episode to the last one. Wow. And I, I will say this, because I... I told her I was an avid fan for the first three seasons. Yeah. Then I started yeah. touring and you can't watch as much, but it's all on Netflix it is. right now. Yeah. I, t- I highly encourage everybody to watch it. But when it first started, you know, the whole show was about who is A. Right. Uh-huh. There was a murderer amongst them yeah. and the person's name is A and trying to figure out who it is because it harkens back to Allison before she died. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long yeah. story short, me and all my friends, or my friends and I, correct uh-huh. English, yes. would text each other and, and we'd sign every single text a. with A. a. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I still get a couple of those texts. Yeah, we can't yeah. help it. Can't help but it. it's iconic. It is. I mean, just to be on air for seven, I mean, hello. Yeah. 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 Ten here. Yeah. But, you know, seven years, it's crazy. I know. You're a young kid, too. And this is the, the thing. You know, you realize if you're in this business long enough, seven years is a long run. It is a long run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But How long have you been, in, been acting and in show business? Honestly, about like 10, 11 years. I was doing a little bit of it when I was in Toronto. Yeah. But um, before that, I was just traveling and, and 
and doing a little modeling. Oh. Filipino and Irish. Scot- Irish. Scottish, Irish, Filipino. And mom's Filipino. That's yes. a great mixture. Yeah. You know, Toronto is that kind of a town where there are a, such a mixture of melting people there. Pot. I love that. Yeah, it's a melting pot with some of the best food. D- yes, exactly. Now, do you do you have an, uh, an American passport? Are you, what, how does that work? I have a Canadian passport, yeah. but I do have a green card. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm legal. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love living in LA. Well, Trump can't yeah. send yeah. you back, which can't, is great. I can't get sent <laughs> <laughs> but you live in LA. I do. I live in LA now. And so, were you able to do other projects while you were still doing Pretty Little Liars? You know, not as much because we were shooting, you know, every single day. Um, but I was able to do a YouTube channel, which yes. I started. So that's something that. How I'm do really people find it? Uh, YouTube.com slash Shay Mitchell. Mm. How do you spell your Shay? S H A Y. S H A Y. Yeah. Not like Slay. Like Slay. Like mm. Yeah. Yeah. Shay. Is, is that a stage name, Shay Mitchell? It is. My stage name would probably be like Shay Butter. Shay Butter. <laughs> or Gay Mitchell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. would be your drag Gay name. Mitchell. That would be my drag yeah. name. Stage but is Shay Mitchell your legal name? No, it's mm. Shannon. Irish. Oh, good. Shannon and Sean. My brother's name is Sean. But your real last name is is Mitchell. Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Did anybody ever say, oh, girl, you know what? You should probably use a different name so that you don't have to get people knowing what you've been. Right. A little bit. But I actually did it so I could stay in the room for a couple extra seconds, you know, because they're always like, oh, Shay, what an original name. And then I'd be like, well, it's actually not my real name. My Uh, dad's Irish, blah, 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 blah. And then I was in the room for two extra seconds. Mm, And auditioning. For auditioning. Exactly. You know, it's so funny. I wish everybody could could learn how to. Did you? you learn how to audition or no. do you learn the hard way? I learned the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I realized it was a real quick experience. <gasps> but starting to... in Toronto. Starting in Toronto. Yeah. And then a little in Vancouver. What uh, what tips for auditioning could you tell people? Because, you know, when I've cast before and looked at lots of tapes and usually people are very basic. They do the exact same thing. They do the thing in their audition that they think the producers want. They're not authentic. Right. Yeah. And what tips can you give people for auditioning? You have to go with your gut instinct. However I read a line for the first time is how I'm going to read it in the audition because mm-hmm. that's truly how I feel. Mm-hmm. When you read it over a hundred times, you start to question yourself and all of that. Mm-hmm. I'd also say never take no for an answer. I had an acting coach tell me I was pretty, so I should just sit shotgun in some guy's Ferrari back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right. I was like, okay, I'll remember that. You just put a fire into my ass and I'll buy my own Ferrari. Thank right. you very much. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, Never take no for an answer and never let anybody tell you anything else. Yeah. Now tell me about the movie Cadaver. Yes, Cadaver. Who do you play in it? I play a recovering addict um, who's also a cop. Aren't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she takes on a job at a morgue to kind of, you know, stay away from the the club. Uh And uh, while she's there, a couple things happen. Right. Ooh. It's a scary movie. Cadaver. I'm thinking somebody dies. There could be a dead body. I'm not going to lie. There could be a dead body and you guys also, are getting a scoop I'm pretty little liars and I could be wrong because it's many years ago I mean we're talking eight years ago now since yeah. season one yeah um, you got to be a little girl girl on I girl did. action you I were kissed swimmer? a girl and oh, I liked it was that your sport I, I was I was a swimmer yeah yes Emily sport. was a competitive swimmer the team yeah. captain yes uh-huh. and, uh, she and she also loved the ladies yeah oh, she wow. did I had a lot of girlfriends on that show and did, so did you slip her the tongue um, a couple times you uh-huh. know I was like ooh that lip gloss tastes great do you ask When you kiss on screen, do you ask the director? Do you ask the actor? Who do you talk to? You ask the actor. That's a polite thing to do. But I like awkward moments sometimes. Mm -hmm. You just surprise them with a tongue? Yeah, just a little... Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. No, you would ask the actor. Yeah. That's the professional thing to do. Okay. And did yeah. you guys discuss it before? You said, okay, I'm going to cock my head this way. And then- uh, and You then- do have to plan it. Yes. And I'm like, my left side's my better side. So yeah. please like, you know, go by that. Sure. And uh, we worked it out. I found my light and that's the angle I would go at. Had you kissed a girl before that ever before? I mean- yeah. <laughs> there we go. I may be a pretty little liar, but I'll tell you the truth, okay? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe once or twice. <laughs> I mean, it's normal these it's days. Normal. Is it normal these That's what the kids days? do. I Even like it. It to the tail end of my generation, yeah. girls were starting to, most of the girls were doing it for the wrong reasons. You're they were experimenting. Doing it. Yeah, and you're enticing the men in too. Sure, but I feel like, you know, like I say, you fall in love with the soul. At least I do. Amen. Yeah. So that's kind of how I looked at it. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Now, so what, is it the show Pretty Little Liars that brought you to America? It is. I actually put myself on tape when I was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto. See yes. that? Uh-huh. Um, so I put myself on tape and then they flew me out here. So I came on coach ticket. Wow. When I booked the show, flew back business. It was my first time. Hey. Lovely experience. Did you come with uh-huh. a parent? No, I came by myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was living in Toronto at the time by myself. So they flew me out here and I, I auditioned for everybody. And then- How many times did you audition? Three times. Three times. Nerve-wracking. Yeah. For the studio, for the network. And they oh. did a chemistry test with the girls yes. at some point? Yeah. The we third had a, time. We had our table read and uh, it was at Warner Brothers and I was like, oh my goodness. Why yeah. do you think the show was such a success? What was it about it? What? How did it speak to the audience? Honestly, I think it was all about relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, relationships with the parents. And I mean, I was so proud to play Emily because I really do think it kind of opened up the conversation for girls and guys to have with their parents and their friends about their sexuality. You know what I mean? So I, I was really, really... Uh, a huge fan of Emily even before I landed the part. And mm-hmm. Emily was kind of almost not made fun of for it, but she was embarrassed about her friends finding out that right. she liked girls. girls. Right. So it was it was an important storyline because I think it was something that rung true for a lot of girls that don't want their friends to know that they're into girls and boys, et cetera. Eventually, right. did everyone find out? They yeah. do find yeah. out. Yeah, she did come out. And, you know, it was amazing because I'd meet the fans one year. The next year, they'd come up to me and they'd be like, this is my girlfriend. And I was mm-hmm. like, awesome. Aww. So that was just so great to not only be on an entertaining show, but one that actually had an impact on some people. Right. So. Who else is in Cadaver? Who plays the Cadaver? There are a couple amazing people that are on it. Um, I'm super excited for this movie. Just I shot it right after PLL ended. I went uh-huh. from the rap party to the plane and we shot it in Boston. Wow. Oh my so goodness. it was kind of amazing, yeah, to go from that experience to another one. Um, and if you weren't doing, we're going to go to break in a minute, but if you weren't doing show business, mm-hmm. uh, what would you be doing? And is this is this the your end game? Are you going to stay in the business forever? I am. I'm going to do what I love. If I wasn't in the entertainment uh, business, I would be probably a national geographic photographer, journalist. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I love traveling. I love going to far out places. And taking um, pictures. And taking photos. Yeah. What's your favorite? My favorite four cities are Vancouver, mm-hmm. Rio, Sydney, and uh, um, San Francisco. Okay. Amazing. I would have to say Italy. That's where I want to end up. Uh-huh. But part, um, I mean, I Florence haven't been to Tuscany. Really I haven't been to Florence either, but I love amazing. the Amalfi Coast. Yes. Um, I just recently got back from Mykonos, so that was amazing. Uh-huh. Mykonos Santorini. Uh-huh. Um, not, I haven't been to, but I'd love to, is Iceland. That to me looks wow. spectacular. And then I think to round it off, I mean, maybe Turkey. Ooh. Reykjavik is amazing, and Reykjavik, it's very yes. 
gay. Yes. Is so, it? Yeah, it is. Okay. And that's where the Blue Lagoons are located, you know. Right, right. So you can go in and do those. those Instagram photos. Did you photos. say Blue Lagoon? I, I said Blue Lagoon, but I meant Blue Lagoon. Oh, Sorry. Yes. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. So, you know, Santa, Santorini is Amazing. beautiful. The problem yeah. is there aren't really beaches there. No, no. You go with somebody you love and you shack up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you have a nice view to wake up to, but that's yeah. about it. A lot yeah. of walking. Yeah. A lot of walking. Mykonos says party till the sun comes up. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, Shay Mitchell, the best of luck to you Thank in your you. career. I can't I'm I can't wait to see what you do next. Can't wait to see Cadaver, which when do you think that'll be out? Uh summer. This next summer. Yay. Yeah. All right, Rigamort is in the house. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Pretty Little Liars on Netflix. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, Shay Mitchell, thank you so thank much you for so joining much. us. I'm such a big fan. So oh. thank you for having me on the show. Bucket list, check. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, kiddo. Thank you. Hey, sis, you know, uh, Squarespace has. <laughs> hey, yo, sis. <laughs> They have revolutionized the whole website game. Everybody needs a website. It's like a business card that you don't have to carry around with you all the time. I can't tell you how offended I get when people don't, like, offended not in the dramatic word, but right. like, if I'm on Yelp, let's say, yeah. and I click through to see the website, which yeah. I always do, sure. and they don't have a website. Like, what is this? What kind of business is These this? These are not caveman days. No, I want a website, bitch. <laughs> Don't take that from me. And that's what Squarespace is all about. They make websites and making a website with them has never been easier. It is the easiest thing you can do. Listen, just go there and you'll you'll find what you're looking for. You'll find the, the template that you like. Yes. You'll find everything that expresses who you are. In fact, a lot of our listeners will uh, make their websites through Squarespace. In fact, we get a lot of emails from people at RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com uh, telling us how wonderful the experience is, how easy it is. In fact, you have a letter there, Michelle, right? I do. Hi, Michelle and Rue. My name is MC Crumb Snatcher, a.k.a. the filthiest gay rapper alive. Oh, oh my goodness. Good <laughs> Lord. A few years ago, I put out my first album entitled, nope, not going to say it. No, can't say that. But I will that. say you can find that on his, on his website, <laughs> just because I'm a, I'm a lady. Yes. And I'll say some stuff, but this is a little rough. Yeah. Squarespace was the easiest thing ever. Uh, my new website took zero assistance, literally a matter of hours to build the entire thing. It looks a million times better than my last one, has its own web store, which I never thought I'd be able to do alone, and links to my book, links to my stream, my music, updated info with upcoming shows. The best part is that I'm no longer afraid to update it. I'm actually excited about it. Thank you so much for pounding it into my thick skull until I could <laughs> finally take your good advice. Now I'm on to my next endeavor, putting the finishing touches on my audiobook version of my memoir, Crummy, so I can make it available on Audible. I love oh. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So go check it out, mccrumbsnatcher.com. And I hope you love it as much as I do. XO Crummy. Yeah. No, that's a perfect example of why you need to go to Squarespace to make your website. Not only if you're an artist, but if you're a business person, if you are self-employed, this is the best way for you to get yourself out there and for people to find you. Yeah. Get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. And when you're blown away like we are and you're ready to confirm that plan, which we know you will be, use the offer code RU to get your 10% off. You'll be getting a fantastic deal and helping to keep What's the Tea free. So thanks again to our friends at Squarespace space they've been there for day one keep sending your websites to rupaulpodcast at gmail.com squarespace.com offer code are you okay so michelle you had some procedure on your neck i had a procedure because you know i did i did botox on the uh the stringy bits in my well, neck they call that the nefertiti oh really it's called the nefertiti aphrodite nefertiti nefertiti uh-huh. Nefertiti. Some b- black queen. One, some black queen. Yeah. They shoot the Botox into the... Into the stringy bits. Yeah. Stringy bits. Uh-huh. I did that once 
And I couldn't, like, I felt myself struggling to swallow a little bit. No, you're lying. I swear to God, I couldn't do it. And she said she didn't even put in a lot because you need a lot for that area because those stringy bits are so strong. I love it. I haven't done it in a while, but I loved it. Well, here's the thing. I have hated my neck and bottom of my face area for a very long time because for me, my hands are great. They don't show any sign of aging. The top of my face is the tightest thing ever. I don't even get Botox in my eye area. I just, Mm -hmm. I've been lucky that way. But down towards the chin and the neck, I have been, I'm going to be 50 this year. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll just say it. Yeah. And I'm noticing things are changing. Yeah. So this great um, Dr. Caritas, Mr. Caritas in London, Uh St. John's Wood. Caritas. Do you know, he's Greek. Greek, yeah. Do you know that they don't, they're surgeons. I said, why are you not doctor? You worked hard for that. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Doctors are underneath the misters in the UK. If you're a surgeon, you're a mister. And if you're a doctor and you're not a surgeon, you're a doctor. Huh, okay. So, so that's isn't that confusing. Weird? I know. So Mr. Caritas- Who in, operates on people. Is a plastic surgeon, uh-huh. um, said, you don't need a facelift. And I was like, mm, I beg to differ because yeah. I'd like one. Uh-huh. But you and I had talked about this. Once you're lifted- as an actor or performer, you're no longer that girl. Oh, okay. But I'm just going to put a uh, side note. Yeah. I want to talk to you later about a very well-known comic actress who I just noticed has had a facelift. Who got I snatched? don't want to say her name okay. on on tape, okay. but I'm going to make you know who I'm talking about. She's probably 42. Young. Yes. And... Yeah. Okay. So, but can okay. you your story, and then I'm gonna somehow. I was trying to read your yeah, eyes. You want me to tell you? Want me to mouth it? Because I don't want to get. Because it's it's rotten of us. Because we should just a little bit. Or she's like, done a mid facelift. Mid. Yeah, and I've I noticed in movies she's in several movies, movies. recently. Okay. Uh, where I go, oh, girl. Really, girl. But you know what? The fact that we talk about this with women, we don't talk about how Mitch McConnell looks like a fucking turtle with that jowly neck and you know men don't because it's okay for them it's okay for them yeah men don't get that same i don't think it's fair that there's a taboo on it that's right. why i'm talking about it. right so he i had two surgeons both tell me it's not time for a lower facelift yet because it would have to be lower face and neck like yes. like madonna did no that's that's a full face when that's a full facelift when you get neck and lower face and up in the no ear, i wouldn't wouldn't do up here you wouldn't do above the eyes you Correct. would do to the ear it's literally lower face and neck yeah so that's how it goes. So they're saying no. So I tried this thing called alt therapy and it's ultrasound, alt yeah. therapy, yeah. but it goes way deep below the surface. Okay. But Mr. Carita said to me, if you're looking for a pulling thing, you're not going to get it. Okay. So I don't, I'm going to keep you realistic, but it's great for people who are just starting to show and want a little bit what of tightness. What does it do? So it goes under the skin layer and it may, it like tears it apart to make it reheal. And when it goes to heal, and I'm probably saying this all wrong. Yeah. It releases the collagen. Yeah. And then like a whole, it like tightens up. So you're saying so you graduated from collagen? I've graduated from collagen. I did the old therapy. I'm not, I don't do painkillers. I definitely felt it. It's not it the hurts. worst. It hurts. Yeah. But it's not like, oh my God, I can't tolerate it. And this. it's like a laser on top of your skin. But it's not laser. It's ultrasound. So the surface of your skin doesn't get affected. Did you get to see the baby? Did you I see did, the, I did the heartbeat? I did not get to see the baby. I didn't get to see the heartbeat. Yeah. Um, good to know that I am not pregnant. Uh-huh. Um, in your which face. Which is good in my face. My face is not pregnant. <laughs> um, I wish I could see stuff, but um, yeah. the only downside is you don't really see the full effect till like 120 days after. So at, you were filming over there. At what point did you do this procedure? Zero downtime. 
I was, the filming was over. And when it was over in Ireland, I went to England. And in England, in London, is where I got Who the told treatment. you about this guy? Uh, my friend. She got, he did her boobs and her boobs are amazing. He did amazing. her boobs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she said, um, she Saline or, or silicone? Uh, silicone. That's the uh-huh. only way to go. Saline's they don't do waste. saline anymore? Pe- no, most people don't. Uh-huh. Most yeah. people don't. So um, you How go How much in, was it? Well, you know, I got uh-huh. a nice little girlfriend discount. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it, it could be anywhere from, I think, 2000 to 5000 depending on what you have done. Yeah. Because there are different levels of what you need. If you need all of the face Did or you notice the a neck, difference? Not, I have to wait 90 to 120 days. Oh, you just did this last week? Just did it two okay. weeks ago. Right. So you, you get a little sore after and a little pink. That's it. It goes away yeah. at the end of the day. Right. The soreness stayed with me for, you know, a good five days. But I, I, I'm saying this because I want to take the taboo off of it. I don't think the big deal. I'm excited to see what it does. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that if when we film RuPaul's Drag Race season 11 that I'm a little tighter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that is like he was, Mr. Caritas was saying, if you take these steps now. Right. You can put it off for quite a few years. Uh-huh. And the the technician who did it, she said um, that some people come for every year for a top-up. Yeah. You know, a touch-up. So, and she said- when A top-up. A top-up. Mm-hmm. When I come back in March, she said, if you want to do a little bit more, we can do a little bit more. So uh-huh. I might just do a little bit more. Do they ever do anything in the unbathing suit region? No, but you can do, I bet. I bet. Yeah. You mean as far as tightening goes? Well, yeah, like you know, maybe lift the butt up a little bit. Or... I bet you you could. Yeah, there's yeah. so many lasers and so many things that you can do without having surgery, and then of course there's fat transfers and all that if yeah. you want to do that. I would, God, I would love to have a facelift. Although I was in traffic the other day and looked over and saw a man in a Bentley, and uh, even through the tinted windows, I could see botched. It was just, it was just, it didn't look good. And he, he looked like a wax figurine. That's when it starts to get creepy. Mostly when men do it, even more so than yeah. women. But I remember because going to- Because men don't wear makeup, makeup, no, which helps, you know. And the hair doesn't hide it. Yeah. Because now, you know, the surgeons put the- the This incision in, in the ear. And behind it. See, but this thing is, but like I said, brown skin keloids. And that is why- uh, it's it's not a it's not a good idea for brown skin. Yeah, you know, unless you're doing unless you can go to somebody who actually knows how to. You don't need it though. Oh, I do. You I really do don't need a I can lift. use a little tug, but yeah. I don't. I think I'm gonna wait it out and do the old therapy and keep doing things. You know, I don't mess around with fillers. Maybe eventually I'll start looking like I have Maria Shriver cheekbones. Yeah, but until, but until then, then, ponytails. Until then, ponytails and old therapy. But I'll tell you this. Um, I mean, I had I had a thought in my head, not where. Yeah. It, but we, well, oh, I know what it was. Uh, Reebok, the gym I used to go to in New York City mm-hmm. when I was on the radio there, and I lived on the Upper West Side. And I remember one day going there, and Regis Philbin was there. Uh-huh. Oh, they're coming to take me away. Oh, here they come. And Regis had um, literally had like those gauze band aids yeah. in front of his uh-huh. scars. Yeah. He did not give a shit. And it was probably a second or third facelift. Well, you remember when Michael D- Douglas would appear out and he had bandages on. He they didn't care. care. He didn't care. I love that. I want to take control of that. Because if I want to have a facelift or do anything, plump my lips, to, if I want to do that, but why can't we do But you understand why the stigma is there. Because in our Puritan, puritanical culture, the concept of vanity is a taboo. sin. It's yeah. taboo and it's considered... Uh, too egotistical. It is and, a sin, isn't it? Yeah. Well, vanity is, I yeah. guess. But, you know. But not vanity six. Not vanity six. Right. But given the current climate politically and how people have torn down all of the taboos of grand aggrandizement and of, you know, um, 
being a bro, 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 braggart. Yeah. Um, and you know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, you think, well, then why haven't all these other taboos in that area sort of fallen away? I think everything should fall away because I think that pe- people need to worry about themselves and nothing else. Well, that's why I'm a little bit, that's why I don't want to say this woman's name out loud because I don't want to out someone. But you're not outing her. She had it. She's going out in public. Yeah, yeah. But um, who is it? Okay, I'm gonna. I'll say it. But no, don't say it. Okay. Don't say it, Michelle. Please promise me you're not going to say I'll it. I'll promise. I'm going to mouth it to okay, you. Okay, I promise. But I'll give the audience at home a few clues. Okay. I'll. I will name a few of her movies. I mean, is that a way to do it? You're just giving well. There's it lots out. of women who have who are in the movie. Okay. With her. Okay. There are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't want to be that. I don't want to out anybody. Uh, if I had a facelift, I will talk about it on the podcast. But that's you. I will let the true. That's I would you. let the world know, and I'd be like, "Look how good I look." Yeah, and I would be like, "Well, the mm. thing is, the, the thing is, you know, I've said this many times, and this is general rule: is that uh, uh, high voltage said this is a woman we know in New York, our trainer, she, our trainer. She said a woman gets her first mid face lift in that's the 40s. right at the ear at thirty six. Okay, no, that's 36. not realistic. You know how much shit Courtney Love got for doing that? She got it at 36? She had it young because Tanya you remember, Tucker told her Tanya to do Tuck, it. Well, Tanya Tucker, remember Tanya Tucker? She had hers at 36. And that was too young. You think so? Yes, it's too young. Huh. I think when you start to approach early 40s, yes. I think probably 45 is maybe the time yes. to do it. I think that's when Cher may have done her first one, maybe. Um, I'm sure Susan Lucci and all the one, Deirdre Hall, all those soap opera queens, yeah. they just do a little bit at a time and they don't go full snatch. Right. And when they don't go full snatch, you can't tell. You just go, ooh, somebody had a vacation. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you this, that the woman I'm talking about, don't say her name, I, Michelle. You have my word. Is a, a funny lady. She has been on that late night television show, uh, skit comedy uh-huh. show. Right. And um, she, yes. Really? Yes. Yes. We should see her in the latest movies. The okay. latest movies. Okay. Um, she's in, um, um, look at my mouth. Yes, 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 uh, yes. And she's also in, uh, what was the other one? I just saw her. She's in two movies. I saw her in the same night in two movies. She's so good. Uh, she's so talented. What's the, I can't remember the other one. She was in two movies. And I said, oh my God, girl, she's been snatched. Really? Yep, yep. Did but you, mid mid facelift, which for the people at home, this is right in like front in of the Like in the eye ear. and cheekbone area. Yeah, right, right, right in front of your ear. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But that's very smart. Are you looking at a picture of her now? Well, I'm trying to see, and it's not really telling. I'm trying to think. What's what's the other movie uh, that's out that, that she's in? Can you, Are you looking at the list? Don't say it out loud. I am not gonna. Okay. Uh, are you looking at the list of the latest movies? I'm gonna go movies right now. Yeah. Because I was uh, looking faithless. But, you know, I think it's fierce. And, and, you know, it's not that extreme. Okay, for someone like me with x-ray eyes who is obsessed with plastic surgery, I can tell. But I don't think anyone else would tell. Should I name some? No, um, just name the ones that came out in the latter part of 2017. Okay, just now. Okay, we, I just named you that one. Yeah. What's the other one? Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. This does really well for, yeah. for, for audio <laughs> for audio dramas. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, do you see a picture of her in there? Well, I'm looking and it's not really telling me much uh-huh. because... 
well, it's just not. Yeah. But now. But I, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to tell Michelle. Oh my God. I never would have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, you know, and she's. But she's it makes 40. sense because. Yeah. She's like, I think she's 42, maybe. 42. Does it say? Born in 74, um, 75. She was born. She's 44. 44. Yeah. Born in 73. Yeah, no. And that's the time you're supposed to have your first mid-facelift. Yeah, I never, um, well, didn't have the money and I didn't subscribe to that because, and you have to know where to go and who to do it right. Yeah. Because it can go so wrong. Well, you ask around. You know, like when I went to see Dr., um, what's his name? Uh, Sismore? No, the guy who I did that TV show with. Oh, uh, Housewife's husband. God, I'm, Housewife's husband? Yeah. Uh, Dubrow. Yeah, Dr. Dubrow. Yeah. Um. When I was in the operating room, when he was giving this woman a facelift, and he's talking to me, I'm sitting, standing right, oh, right. next to him. Yep. He's cutting. He's saying, well, right here is where you do this, and you do that. It was so beautiful. That man is an artiste. So you would go to him? I would definitely go to him. I would. De- I was there. I so saw it. I met with a... A friend of mine who's had a facelift that I didn't even know had a facelift. Wait, do you, do you don't, you're not going to say the name? No. You're not going to say the name? No. But are, are you going to tell me in silence? Yes. Okay, who? Do you want me to do it now? Yes. But she, she's a friend. I know, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to... Who? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to type it. Yeah, type it in because I can't. I'm getting the first name, but I can't. No, no, it's only one name. Yeah, I can't. Anyway, she took me to. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. 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 Uh huh. Yeah, I got it. Yes. She took me to her doctor. Uh She had it at like 46, 45. I didn't know she was that old. No, she's my age. Uh huh. She's 49. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're just giving away all these. No, you just, they have to be Jessica Fletcher's to understand. Jessica get it. Felcher. I yeah. have a lot of friends that are my age, uh-huh. so that's good. Yeah. Um, who are in this business. Yeah. And she took me to her doctor, and the doctor said, "It's um, this is what we can do. Do work really well for you. Be mm-hmm. very subtle. Mm-hmm. $25,000. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> 25000 I thought maybe fifteen. Uh-huh. That's in TJ, I think. Because it's not, no, it's not a full shebang. It's literally down here. I didn't think it would be the same as a full. And he goes, well, you can go upstairs to, um, who's the one that does? Dr. Benny Boomba. The big doctor that's been doing it for 100 years. Mm. And he goes, he gets 150000 for a facelift. I said, what? I said, what? <laughs> Say what now, Charles? Oh, again? <laughs> Sphinx says, What? <laughs> Hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, is that he's that older guy who is on the doctor that's been around forever. He's on the doctors. He's that doctor who's on. Um, if you said his name, I would know. Uh, is it Fisher, Doctor Fisher? No, he's uh, great. Yeah. He's he's the one I'd go to for breast reconstruction. Mm-hmm. He just did Amber Rose's breast reduction. Doctor Garth Fisher. He's amazing. Oh yeah, right. She had a breast reduction. She did because those titties are real. Yeah. Huh. Well, listen. That's enough. Uh, plastic oh no, surgery. we can talk I could go about for it forever, ever, ever and ever. Um, but we've got to go now. Uh, hey, until next time. Um, okay. Good. Uh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep talking. I know. I know. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you guys next okay. week. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen. Hey, hey,